landscape while others couldn't get over the massive pile of caused by the obvious the oblivious fans one tweet went great to see spectators back involved in sports eh? more than one incident did hit the list just in case and then another one that was the hashtag that was making the sequence of events was Blazing Saddles was trending on Sunday, as many tweeted about the Western comedy from 1974. Uh, Twitter was filled with quotes from the movie and discussions of how the film could not only be, could not be made in today's world of PC culture. Holly Robinson Pete joined the conversation, tweeting, "My uncle Cleveland." Start uh, started on Broadway in the musical Plurley and won a Tony. He did TV and movies, but Blazing Saddles was the role that he was born to play. So that was what was hitting the sequence of events over the weekends. If you were looking at the at the tweets, tweet, 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 and all that kind of fun stuff. So there you go. So let's get this thing on the road and start moving and grooving and all that kind of fun stuff because nobody really wants to hear me talk. So let's talk to the people at Feature Story News and see what they have to say. Here is the news on the Rating Our Safety Show. Feature Story News in London, I'm Ollie Barrett. Australian leaders are holding emergency meetings with COVID outbreaks in multiple parts of the country. An outbreak in Sydney has grown to 128 cases and infections have also been confirmed in Queensland, Western Australia and the Northern Territory. Sydney and Darwin are in lockdown with four Australian states also facing restrictions. UK MPs will be updated later on whether remaining COVID-19 restrictions can be lifted from the English economy. Newly appointed Health Secretary Sajid Javid will update the Commons on whether England is still on track to fully reopen on July the 19th. He's expected to say an earlier easing for July the 5th will not take place. Covid cases are up nearly 60% week on week in the UK, but hospitalisations and deaths remain low due to vaccinations. Cabinet Minister Robert Buckland says the July 19th target looks doable. It's right that we all have that desire to make the 19th the final day of all of this. We have to look at the data. The key data really is that link between vaccination and hospitalisation. It's emerging increasingly uh, you know, well that that link can be broken by vaccination. If that is the case, then that does mean that we are able to move to the next stage. But you'd expect me and other ministers to look carefully at the data rather than just making a knee-jerk reaction in, in a desire to please everybody. The US has conducted airstrikes against facilities used by Iran-backed militia groups in the Iraq-Syria border region. The Pentagon says the action was ordered by President Joe Biden in response to attacks against US personnel and facilities in Iraq. Jaguti Dave reports from Washington. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby issued a statement detailing the U.S. airstrikes. He said the targets in Iraq and Syria were chosen because they were being used by Iran-backed militias that are engaged in unmanned aerial vehicle attacks against U.S. personnel and facilities in Iraq. He also said the U.S.'s actions were designed to limit the risk of escalation, but also to send a clear and unambiguous deterrent message. John Kirby argued the actions were legitimate as the United States acted pursuing to its right of self-defence. India has moved 50,000 soldiers to its border with China. It comes as tensions simmer after a deadly clash resulted in the loss of lives on both sides last year. Ishan Gurg reports from New Delhi. 
Since the Galwan Valley clash in May last year, the nuclear neighbours have made little progress. They say they are committed to a complete de-escalation, but the new deployment of troops suggests otherwise. Indian defence analyst believes it's been done to stop the Chinese army from encroaching on land that India claims as its own. They say the solution will come from political dialogue, but until then, tensions may continue to simmer. From bureaus worldwide, this is FSN. With FSN Spotlight, I'm Simon Marks, looking today at the impact of the sex and cronyism scandal that cost Britain's Health Secretary Matt Hancock his career over the weekend. There is nothing more quintessentially English than the downfall of a prominent politician for reasons of infidelity. But many observers argue that any one of Mr Hancock's many political failings responding to the COVID-19 crisis should have brought him down much earlier. So why now? Quentin Letts is the political sketch writer for the Times newspaper. Not everyone in the country will be looking at this from such a noble angle. Uh, You could argue that the prime responsibility of politicians is to make us laugh at the absurdities of government. I do think you need to acknowledge that there is something about this that is terribly funny. In this um, slight Alan Partridge figure... Uh, of Hancock uh, being caught with his trousers down after telling us all we've got to keep our trousers very much up. And you need to acknowledge uh, this sort of carry-on cabinet aspect of the story for two reasons. One of all, I I think it's true. A lot of your listeners will be partly amused by this, but also is that it makes it much more politically difficult because it has engaged people. And therefore, this is a, a very big story. For Mr Hancock's family, of course, it is also a tragedy, with reports that he blindsided his wife and ended his marriage just hours before the first reports of his affair were published. I'm Simon Marks. To recap the top stories, Australian leaders are holding emergency meetings with COVID outbreaks in multiple parts of the country. UK MPs will be updated later on whether remaining COVID-19 restrictions can be lifted from the English economy. The US has conducted airstrikes against facilities used by Iran-backed militia groups in the Iraq-Syria border region. And India has moved 50,000 soldiers to its border with China. That's the latest feature story news. Ollie Barrett reporting. This show is almost as enjoyable as hearing the sound of the toilet flush. Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. I spend a lot of time in the backyard, and I'm the center of attention at summer barbecues. In 96, I made some of the tastiest s'mores. And at 09, it was me, your backyard fire pit, that accidentally started a wildfire when a summer breeze carried one of my embers into some dry brush. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com, brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. But he's a part of me, like my arms and legs, so I'll be his. No time for tired. Nothing can disable this love. He needs me, but I'm the lucky one even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community. Support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. What if I told you that a tornado was going to happen tomorrow right where you live? That it would touch down at exactly 3.17 p.m. and I told you the exact path it would take. You would, of course, prepare. You would talk with your loved ones and you'd make a plan today. It's true, I can't tell you a tornado will strike tomorrow, but shouldn't you have a plan anyway? 
Go to ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. This is Mario Andretti. You know me as a race car driver, but I'm also a Meals on Wheels volunteer. I've raced against the sport's biggest personalities, but I've never met more vibrant, amazing people than the seniors served by Meals on Wheels. You can make a difference by dropping off a hot meal and saying a quick hello. So, America, let's do lunch. Volunteer your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. You know how sometimes you're out and about and sometimes you have to access a report, maybe your bank account, maybe something that's important to you, but you don't want other people to be able to access it? I know you're probably sitting there for a moment going, well, why don't you just go into incognito mode and use that instead? Well, let me tell you something real quick. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser's history. Your internet service provider can still see every single website you visited and that's why even when i'm at home i never go online without using expressvpn it doesn't matter who your internet provider is it can be verizon comcast or even at&t the isp in the u.s can legally sell your information to ad companies expressvpn is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your isp can't see the sites that you visit expressvpn also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the times, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background and is so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit my exclusive link at expressvpn.com slash safety. And you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash safety. Expressvpn.com slash safety to learn more. You are listening to a radio god. What? This has to be an error. That host is not a radio god. Anyways, this is the Rated R Safety Show on Safety FM. Okay, so there you go. A lot of stuff going on. And of course, just in all fashions because of the sarcasm that was told to me in regards that, oh, yes, you know, they don't talk about the U.S. Almost every single story was not U.S. related today because that would be just the way that my life works. Anyways, it is 15 minutes past the top of the hour as we are hanging out this morning. Uh, So what do we want to do? What do we want to do starting off? I don't know. I kind of feel kind of feel that it's monday so maybe we should feel motivated first thing how about we do that we do we go with john smalls and go motivation minute i think we do that let's go motivation minute the motivation minute is courtesy of bettercreditcards.com today's quote has been submitted by jonathan spencer johnson said what would you do if you weren't afraid 
What a great thing to think about. If the roadblock of fear didn't slow you down, what would you do? This actually reminds me of something I did when I was an unafraid kid. The swimming pool in my hometown had a kiddie pool on one side and a big pool on the other side of a fence. When I was old enough to go to the big pool side, my mother watched from the kiddie pool with my younger siblings. I walked right over to the big pool area, went directly to the high dive. I knew how to swim. So when I got in there, I decided I was going to go right to the high dive. I jumped in and I swam to the side like I'd done it a hundred times. It still actually makes me smile to think about that. I didn't let fear get in my way, even when I probably should should have. This has been today's Motivation Minute, courtesy of BetterCreditCards.com. I'm John Small. Thanks for listening. Your favorite motivational quotes can be submitted for upcoming programs at MotivationMinute.org. Okay, so thanks to John Smalls for that one. And before we continue on, you know, sometimes we just need to start off with some motivation before we go into this thing. So let's go into the world of news. <laughs> And start talking about what is there. Anyways, an 11-year-old girl in the UK, are you ready for this, who recently gave birth. Yeah, I did say that. Who recently gave birth is believed to be the youngest ever mom in the country. The child who was 10 when she got pregnant gave birth earlier this month when she was 30 weeks along, according to the Sun. Sources say that the outlet and her families were stunned to find out about her pregnancy and both social services and the police are now investigating the situation. The previous youngest mom in Britain was Theresa Middleton, who was 12 um, when she gave birth back in 2006. I kind of put it to you this way. Uh, number one, kind of a weird story. And number two, let's try not to break that record anymore. Let's kind of not do that. Let's kind of leave it as it it was and kind of go from there. Oops. What did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so here you go. The CDC investigates the death of a 13-year-old boy in Michigan that occurred three days after he received the COVID-19 vaccine. The investigation as to whether it was uh, corrupt correlation between his death and the vaccination is now in the books of the federal level with the CDC. According to a spokesperson of the Saginaw County Health Department, it is unclear if the teen had an underlying health condition uh, prior to this. So what do you think about that? Because I know there's still all kinds of questions when it comes to the vaccination stuff. So when you hear something like this, what do you think of? I mean, I'm just asking because you know that we are going to continue to have the vaccine convo for a long period of time. So when you hear this, what do you think? Do you think that the younger children should be having the vaccination or should it be something that's still held off for the time being? Yes, we are entitled to our own opinion on the gimmick. So there you go. Anyways, you hear about this one. Drinking three or four cups of coffee a day may reduce the risk of liver cancer and other related liver diseases, according to a new study from the BMC Public Health. Researchers studied that the coffee's habits and liver health are nearly half a million Brits in biomedical databases over 11 years. The subjects were men and women between the ages of 40 to 69. Researchers found that daily coffee drinkers were 21% less likely to develop chronic liver disease, 20% less likely to develop fatty liver disease, and um, and nearly half of likely to die from liver elements compared to those who don't drink coffee. Liver cancer is the sixth most common cancer worldwide, according to the World Cancer Center of Research, and also they will more than likely not be any kind of sleeping going on after drinking three or four cups of coffee a day 
Rated R Safety Show. Sarcastic? Never. Okay, so if you heard about this one, this was making some sequences late last week. That's what's late last week. Derek Chauvin was sentenced Friday for his role in the death of George Floyd two months after he was found guilty on all three counts, including second-degree murder. The former cop was sentenced to 22 and a half years in prison. He will serve about 15 years behind bars in in accordance with the Minnesota law, and the remaining seven and a half will be of years will be uh, under supervised release. So here's the thing: a lot of people were complaining. Well, there was a couple of different things that the complaint did show. They wanted to retry Derek, which I'm assuming that that will still still be tried to be pushed to some some extent. Um, the other thing was that people thought that the sentence wasn't long enough for what he was found guilty of. So as you hear that, what do you think? What comes to mind? Or do you even care? I'm asking the question because some people don't want to talk about it. And I get it. I understand. But what is the thought process behind it? A lot of different things there for sure. A lot of things can come into mind. Anyways, you hear about this. The FDA granted emergency approval to the Roche Asemba for hospitalized COVID-19 patients. Data from the clinical trials among 5,600 hospitalized patients indicate that the inf- Fusion cut the length of the hospital stays and reduced the risk of death and ventilation. The drug doesn't combat the virus, but it works to alleviate inflammation by blocking the receptors involved into the immune response. It is authorized to treat patients ages two and up. So what do you think about this? Here's another emergency granted vaccine. Well, not vaccine. It's an emergency approval for something related to COVID. So what do you think about it? See, the the weird part here is when you start looking at things that might potentially outweigh the bad side of COVID and there is an emergency release, people go, whoa, but it's like testing the drug to an extent. Let's just be realistic. It's a clinical trial. And when you start looking at sample rates, is 5,600 enough? Think about it. It's 5,600 enough. Now think about what you have to have. You have to have some kind of inflammation going on for you to be tested for this. So is 5,600 sample rates enough? Because then you start talking about modeling and not the modeling that you would want to see, but I'm talking about the model of what you're taking your sample rate from. I mean, it gets interesting for sure. Anyways, let's continue because I could probably go into a whole other sequence related to that. And that is no doubt whatsoever in regards about talking about it. That's for sure. Duh. Duh. Okay, so let's talk about this one real quick. The first lawsuit in the 12-story Miami condo building collapse has been filed. The class action suit has been brought against the Chaplin Towers Condominium Association seeking compensation for the victims. According to the legal doc, repair needed needs with hold on. According to the legal doc, repairs needs with the building has been identified, but whether it was completed, the suit seeks five million dollars. The collapse destroyed at least 70 units and 135 unit structures. At least nine people were killed and more than 150 people are missing. Hold on real quick. Uh, so legal action lawsuit. We're talking about five million. The suit seeks five million dollars total or five million dollars a person because that's a that's a different combo. Um, 150 missing people and nine dead. 
70 units destroyed in 130 in 135 structure. I have to tell you, the, the math doesn't make sense. Even at $5 million a person, I would have to have a better understanding there. What do you think about it? And it's interesting because we talk about this all the time. And, uh-oh, am I going to say my favorite thing? Hazard Matrix. On how you can't, you have to almost try to look at a picture of everything and what could be accounted for. But you never know what's going to happen. Like, realistically, you never know what's going to happen at all. So, what do you think about it? Some things, I mean, of course. It is always going to have some validity when we start talking about this. Anyways, let's continue going. Richard Branson of Virgin Galactic has been given the green light by the FAA to fly passengers. There was reports of Branson traveling in one of his rockets over July the 4th weekend, but the company has not yet announced its official plans. It is dust. If it does take off, he would beat Jeff Bezos to space by a couple of weeks. But we are literally talking next week. I mean, we're talking about this coming weekend. So if he's going to do it, he would have to do it ahora. That'd be the only way around it. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, an obvious fan trying to get the camera that caused the bloody crash on Saturday, a tour to France with one foot on the road and the giant cardboard sign hanging onto the course. The spectator head was turned into the opposite direction of the cyclist when he went down, when they all went down. Uh, veteran uh, writer Tony Martin crashed into the sign and tumbled on the ground causing a massive pileup of bikers a second pileup occurred just at the finish uh julian let's see if we can butcher his last name Alpha B, uh won the yellow jersey on opening day becoming the third french champion to do so worth noting french authorities have opened an investigation into the cause of of the of the hold on in, investigation into the cause of the unintentional injuries and are searching for the woman with the sign hold on so you're looking into this i mean i think you kind of already saw what happened just a thought here not a hard one to think of there is video (laughs) so what exactly are you investigating this is stuff that gets me in trouble oops what did he just say we at safety fm don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests now back to real safety talk on safety fm okay so let's continue talking the five victims who perished in the hot air balloon crash in new mexico over the weekend have been identified susan montoya 65 john montoya 61 Marti, uh, Martin Martinez, 59, Marty Martinez, 62, and the pilot Nicholas Belaski, 62, all died in the passenger basket, detached from the balloon and plummeted 100 feet and crashed onto a power line and then onto the ground on Saturday morning. Local authorities said that the cause of the crash is yet to be undetermined. That's terrible. Not the undetermined part. The, the accident sounds terrible. Five dead from a hot air balloon ride. Not exactly how you think you're going to go out if you really think about it for a moment. Anyways, let's continue talking. The WHO is once again urging people to wear a mask and practice social distancing as highly contagious Delta variant of coronavirus spreads around the world. The recommended or the recommendation comes weeks after the CDC said vaccinated people can go into places without masks. Worth noting, the variant may be also transferable are transmissible, but there is nothing yet showing that it is deadlier. So what do you think about this? I mean, that is kind of an interesting thing. So I want you to think about this. So let's say, for instance, you're in one of these states right now where there's been a lot of uh, openings, 
where it comes into the particular regards of, hey, you can go do this, you can go do that, and all that other fun stuff. And all of a sudden, you get you get onto the hit list, and you're told, okay, we're going to start enforcing social distancing again. You're going to have to start wearing masks. How difficult do you think that this is going to be for you to adapt to? Now that you're thinking about that one, how difficult do you think it's going to be for the people around you to, to be able to adapt to? Because that's going to be the fun part. Um, now, keep in mind, and let's kind of, let's use the honor system code here. We're telling people right now, or having conversations with people right now, where we're going around saying, hey, we want you to social distance, or we want you not to wear a mask if you're fully vaccinated. And we're taking the honor system in regards of doing so. Now, I'm not saying people aren't honorable, but when you start taking a look at it, do you think that everybody who is socially uh, not wearing masks in general public have been vaccinated? It's an opinion question. And we've had this conversation ongoing since day one about vaccinations and all that kind of fun stuff. So what do you think? I can tell you that over the last few weeks, as things have opened up, I have went into larger public spaces, which I was not doing for uh, a very long period of time. And the amount of people without masks is surprising to me based on the amount of people that are vaccinated. So I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a hard thing. It's, a, it's an interesting twist on things. And that's for sure. So I don't know. What do you think about the whole thing? If you get if you get the sign who says, "Okay, start wearing masks again all the time. How do you think that's going to go? Listen, I don't care if I have to wear a mask. It doesn't doesn't bother me one way or or the other. I'll wear it, not wear it. I'll wear it just to make other people feel comfortable around me. I don't care. I'm perfectly fine with it. But what do you think about it? It's kind of an interesting thing. Because I remember people wearing masks many, 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 many years ago when I used to hang out in the airport. Yeah, that's when I used to travel all the time. So, I don't know. How do you look at this? How would that work in your world? Are you ready to mask up again if you need to? Or is there going to be a problem with it? Think about that for a moment. Just something to think about. More sarcasm than Mortal Kombat beatdown. Rated R Safety Show. Here is our main story on the Rated R Safety Show. Okay, okay. So let's get into it. 31 minutes past the top of the hour. You are still hanging out here on the Rated R Safety Show. And we're still talking about all kinds of very interesting weird stuff because that's what we do but here's the thing over the weekend i was having some conversations with people that were related to the secrets and lies that um are in our industry and don't get me wrong it's not like people haven't spoken about this for a long period of time i mean i kind of look back and i look at this and kind of chuckle because i go you know when you start thinking about sam goodman's book safety sucks the first one not the manifesto um, that I'm go- that I'm talking about here for a moment. He talks about the part of the industry that people didn't tell you about before you got into it. And if you kind of look at it in a weird kind of way, you could almost say that these are the secrets and lies um, to our industry that people don't talk about. But let's not go too deep into that. But what I was thinking about as we were talking, me and this colleague, we'll call him a colleague just to give them anonymity. Um, as we were talking about this, 
it's interesting on how sometimes when you work inside of an organization, you hear about certain things. And because of privacy, we'll say, and non-disclosures and all that kind of fun stuff on how you're not supposed to talk about certain subjects. And that's cool. I mean, I understand some of that. But it's almost like the secrets and lies of the organization. But you can tie this into so many other things. And when I talk about this is you know that there's sometimes that there's stuff that are going on inside of these boardrooms, inside of mid-management, inside of lower management, however you want to look at it, that we have this list of things that we're not allowed to talk about. We have this list of things that is preferred if it's not discussed. And it makes it interesting because it's not the whole portion of not being truthful, but it's a difficult pill to swallow when you start thinking about this. Hold on just a sec, because here's the thing. If you're not being truthful with your staff, and I'm not talking about, okay, this is what we reported in regards to how much we're made this year, and this is how much we took away, and not, not that stuff. But if you know of certain things that could be risky, why is it not okay, according to how some of these things are written out, that you can't discuss them with your staff? It makes it kind of interesting. And I sat back and we were having this conversation and the secrets and lies that come about is just mesmerizing to me. And I remember seeing non-disclosure agreements through different organizations that I've been at where some non-disclosures are like, okay, it's a year after you're done doing the work, blah, 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 blah. But I've seen non-disclosures where they state, you can't talk about it for the rest of your life. So let's kind of make sure that we're clear here, not breaking anything. But it's interesting that certain organizations have that. I remember reading one that referenced from the beginning of time till the end of time. So what the hell does that even mean? Why don't you just put never? You can never discuss it. That sounds a lot easier. So when you hear this, what comes to mind immediately? What are the secrets and lies that you see within the industry? Because I know there's some. I know that there has to be secrets and lies that you have went through. And I'm not saying that you're being secretive or a liar, but there's secrets and lies that you know that you kind of smirk. Some can be harmful, some can be non-harmful, but they're still secrets and they're still lies. Now, here's the thing. When I can't sleep at night, when I worked at certain organizations, that was the stuff that didn't allow me to sleep. Because then you have to start taking a look at some point and you have to start saying, is the money worth it? Yeah, I did say that. I did say that out loud. Like, I will still tell you to this day, I don't understand how certain people can be risk managers. That is one of the most difficult positions that I think about all the time. Because here's the thing. As a risk manager, you have to associate value to a lot of things in life. Just think about it. Dismemberment, life, people getting mangled, 
Well, we can continue to do this practice based on the amount of times and occurrences that this occurs because we're willing to pay out this amount of money after so many thousands of events or so many hundreds of events, depending on what the event is. Very weird topic. But think about it. What are the secrets and lies that keep you up at night? And have they ever been worth the cost? What is the cost? What they're paying you. Yeah, the cost. It's, it's almost like payment for secrecy. Think about it for a very, very strange moment. I'll read this one real quick. Uh, good topic, Doc. I've, been, I've had a security clearance to work in Alaska, and they were more um, lenient than the NDA for some businesses. I've, I've been consulted for. Yeah, it, it depends. It, de- it really depends. I, I agree with that. I will, see, I will tell you that I have seen, I have seen some NDAs that when you take a look over them, it's like, what the hell? I'm never, I, I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to tell people that I work here. Because they're that strict. They go over that kind of stuff. But then some might argue that some NDAs that I've been associated with could be that strict as well. But who the hell knows? So those are the secrets and lies. Those are the secrets and lies that you have to take a look at. And I wish sometimes as I look back, as I've gotten into this business, that people would have told me this back in the day. Because I will tell you, there has been stuff in this industry that I have seen that I'll never be able to unsee. You know what that means. You know exactly what that means. But you have to determine what is that secret and lies that you're willing to go after. What is the top? How far is too far and how far is not far enough? Something to think about. What is it worth to you? But then again, like I say all the time, what the hell do I know? Just the guy behind a microphone. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the home of real safety talk. You are listening to Safety FM. We'll be right back. So I interrupt this very important show to discuss this important matter with you. And here's what I want to share. You know that for years I have been telling you on this show that I don't sleep too great. Well, over the last few months, I've actually acquired a Helix Sleep mattress. And it has changed the way that I sleep entirely. Listen, I have to tell you, for years I have struggled day in and day out or night in and night out on how I sleep. But ever since I went to Helix Sleep and took the sleep quiz... It has changed my way of sleeping. All you need to do to be able to encounter this luxury in your home, just go to helixsleep.com slash safety. That's helixsleep.com slash safety. Take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you with a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep of your life. Helix Sleep is offering up to $200 off of all orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash safety. That's helixsleep.com slash safety for up to $200 off and two free pillows. Mm-hmm. 
Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. You make sure his toys don't have any sharp edges. You taught her what to do when the smoke alarm goes off. You do so much to keep your child safe. But are you using the right car seat for your child? Car crashes are a leading killer of children ages 1 to 13. Protect your child's future at every stage of life. For information on the right seat for your child, visit safercar.gov slash the right seat. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. So you see, son, good manners are important. Should I go through it again? Yes. Yes, please. Yes, please. Exactly. Always say please, thank you, you're welcome, and excuse me. Sit up straight, hold doors open, don't speak with your mouth full, keep your elbows off the table. Share your things, play nice, and generally treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Got it? Got it. And stop picking your nose. Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier, and it could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. Visit 2min2x.org to find out more. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Mouths, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Okay, 42 minutes past the top of the hour as you and I are hanging. This is I Am Better Off by Wild Sun featuring Lakeisha Nugent. This song's readily available on Spotify and iTunes. There you go. Might be shaken, but not I may be shaken, but not stirred. Hey, now. Okay, so there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. You know what I forgot to talk about? Let's do this real quick because we got Johnny Small still around. Sorry about that, dude. Um, let's do Market Beat because uh, we didn't talk about what's going on in the market. So this is what happened on Friday in case you missed it. Here's your Market Beat Minute for Monday, June 28th, 2021. The S&P 500 moved up to set a new all-time high Friday after weaker-than-expected inflation data relieved the fear of inflation. The core PCE price index grew at 0.5% month-over-month, a tenth slower than expected, despite signs of rapidly rising prices elsewhere in the economy. The bad news is that on a year-over-year basis, core consumer-level inflation accelerated 3.4%, 
and shows no sign of slowing. This week, the market will be focused on the labor data. There's a raft of labor data due out throughout the week, with the most important on Friday. Friday is the non-farm payroll report, a report that has left much for the market to desire the past two readings. Another month of weak job creation may not be enough to derail the rally, but it will add to the wall of worry. And a much weaker than expected report could derail the rally. You can get the inside track from Wall Street's brightest minds delivered directly to your inbox every day at MarketBeatMinute.com. Okay, thank you, Johnny Smalls. Just in case, if you want to hang out with John a little bit longer, he is available on RadioBig.fm. 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah, that's on RadioBig.fm. You can go right there, hang out with him on the John and Heidi show. Yeah, him and his wife do an afternoon show on our lovely radio station right over there. You can take a listen to what the hell they have going on, which they have quite a bit. A little bit of everything. Anyways, let's start talking about what's going on inside of the world of the news a little bit more. So here you go. More from home. Yeah, the past year plus, the pandemic living was has resulted in Big changes to everyone's routine, but it could be that moms have it ha- has had it the worst. New research shows that women took on the bulk of additional childcare duties in 2020 to the tune of an additional 173 hours of work without pay, compared to the extra 59 hours for men as work and school were done remotely. According to a new study of the Center of Global Development in low and middle income countries, women took on an additional 217 hours of extra work and free labor and men added about 70 hours the pandemic hasn't been easy for kids either with students uh from low to middle um income backgrounds missing the average of 124 days of school due to closures actually my kids didn't miss it at all let's just say that the whole lot better than that in my house and that my mom was the one who took on helping with remote learning now all joking aside all joking aside um I look at it, and I think that my wife has tried to become superwoman over the last little bit because she has taken on more than I would ever. Not that I didn't want to help, but she tried to do superwoman stuff all across the board. So good for her, Um, and I appreciate it all the time. But, you know, I'm not even sure if I'm supposed to be talking about this because she doesn't like me talking about her at all. So maybe now I'm in trouble. Who knows? Listen to our host of the Rated R Safety Show. Self-implode on our airwaves, only on Safety FM. So have you heard about the Wacky Jabacky? Yeah, not a joke. Not tobacco, but Wacky Jabacky. Yeah, the Manitoba Marijuana Dispensary is offering a year's supply of free weed in an effort of encouraging people to get vaccinated against COVID-19. The Joints for Jabs initiative introduced in the Winnipeg-based uh, retailer Delta 9. Oh, God, Delta 9? So Delta Plus is another thing. Oh, that's a whole other story. It's part of the company's res- uh, responsibility and essential service to do what they can to do get the many of Manitoba vaccinated as soon as possible and help get things back to the way they were before the pandemic according to the spokesperson the program is running until september offered three grand prize of up to a hundred dollars worth of weed about 28 grams per month for 12 months every delta nine store in manitoba will also give away 20 free joints each month to enter customers who don't need to buy anything and just need to prove that they can receive both both doses of the vaccine. Hold on. Do they mean a yearly supply in normal times or during the pandemic asking for a friend? I mean, I'm just trying to figure this out. And then never before have I been encouraged to get a needle by someone who sells blunts, which is kind of a weird thing. I mean, think about it for a moment. Tell me when you know of a blunt salesperson 
um, that tells you, hey, you need to go get poked for we can hook you up. Safety never sounded so terrible. Rated R Safety Show. Okay, so let's talk about this. Children of the corn. Quarantine was the most commonly misspelled word over the past year, according to a, according to Google Trends. Communication giants AT&T reviewed the top search words that users in each U.S. state looked up in searching how to spell the one with the one year period by ending March 24th of 2021, the phrase that they would spell was quarantine was the most popular in 12 states and often entered into the word search as quarantine. Yes, C O R N space T E N. Seven states struggled with spelling favorite, while other words that commonly that commonly appeared on how to spell searches were coronavirus, which in every. So there you go. So as we talk about this all the time, and you've heard me talk about this, take a look. Take a look right there. So if you don't want your web searcher to actually see what you're doing, this is how you power ExpressVPN. If I stop pressing my screen, and there you go, ExpressVPN has now taken over, and you can't see any of my searches. There you go. I'm not joking when I tell you that that your web hosting provider can find out what the hell you're doing. So now I'm in, well, I'm not incognito. I'm in a VPN mode where they can't find the stuff that I'm searching for. See how easy that was? Anyways, uh, let's continue talking, though. Uh, Food you can eat past their expiration date. I don't know if this is something I really want to reveal, but let's talk about it. Cereal, as long as it's sealed, it can last months past the dates that are listed on the box, stale or not. It is still safe to eat. Good, because that's the only way I can cook. Canned goods, as long as there are no dents or rust in the cans, they are good for years. They will never, they're never good in the first place. So, I mean, this is something to think about. Chocolate, you might notice that there is a film, but don't worry about it. It's it's not mold. It is no, what is known as chocolate bloom. As long as it's kept in a cool place, it should be perfectly safe to enjoy. Good because it would kill me to know that I have to throw away chocolate. Bread it may get stale, but it's still safe to eat, at least for a while. I don't know how long that while is, but it's something to think about. Eggs, you can tell if they're good to eat and placing them into water. If it sinks, dig in, and if it floats, toss it. So stuff to think about. Pasta, because it doesn't contain water, it can last longer than the post itself. Shelf life, keep it in a cool, dry place. Yogurt on open is usually gets good for three weeks after the expiration date. Open still should be good for at least a week. Ketchup and mustard. Ketchup is good for about a year on open after the expiration date. Mustard is good for two years. Makes you wonder why they even have an expiration date in the first place. Frozen foods. They may have last. Um, they may lose some taste, but they are still safe uh, past the date on the label. As if your TV dinner had taste to begin with. I mean, that's something else to think about. And peanut butter. On open, it usually is good for a year after the expiration date. Open, uh, still good for about a few months, as if it would ever last that long. I mean, most people eat peanut butter like it's going out of style. Actually, you can you can eat any food past its expiration date at least once. I mean, after that, I'm not even sure what the hell would happen for you. Oops, what did he just say? We at Safety FM don't always agree with the viewpoints of our hosts and guests. Now back to real safety talk on Safety FM. Okay, so let's talk about did you know? For poker players who have trouble hiding their excitement when they're dealt a good hand, in 2012, New York plastic surgeon offered poker talks, an injected Botox into the players' faces, inhibiting them the ability to raise their eyebrows, squint, 
uh, furrow their brows or display others' tells. The treatment cost about $800, and the effect lasted about four months. I had no idea that Simon Cowell was such a great um, poker enthusiast, if you really want to think about it for just a hot second. We at Safety FM are not responsible for what this idiot behind the microphone is saying. He is trying to be entertaining. Rated R Safety Show. I'm not sure if I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm trying to be something. Anyways, it is 52 minutes past the top of the hour, so let's talk about some other things real quick. No winner for Friday night's Mega Million Drawing. Tuesday's drawing will be for $61 million jackpot or a $42.5 million cash payout. No winner for Saturday's Powerball Drawing. Uh, tonight's or the drawing for Wednesday. Wednesday will be for $88 million jackpot or a $62.1 million cash payout. Anyways, let me give you the top five movies from the box office. So here you go. At number five, Cruella at $3.7 million. At number four, Peter Rapid Part 2, The Runaway, $4.8 million. At number three, The Hitman's Wife. Bodyguard, uh, $4.9 million. Dropped from the number one spot. A Quiet Place stayed at number two at... Let's see, six, or The Quiet Place Part 2 at $6.2 million. Are you ready for this? F9. Yeah, F9. The Fast Saga made $70 million. So to date, that is the biggest opening in the U.S. for any movie since the pandemic. So good for them. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If it actually will hit the charts like the other one did, I didn't make over a billion dollars. And this movie got pushed back a year. So because we talk about radio around here, I'm going to mention this just for the sake of doing so, because he's definitely an influential character in radio. But Casey Kasem's final years are being explored in a new podcast, a series titled Bitter Blood Casey uh, Kasem versus Kasem details a surprising insight into the events preceding the radio legends passing that eventually wrongful death lawsuit that was filed against his widow by the three eldest children and his brother. According to Deadline, the podcast will will reveal evidence and testimony prepared for the trial that has never been seen or heard by the public. In 2019, family members of the Kasem settled dueling lawsuit alleging that the longtime American Top 40 host was mistreated before his death in 2014 at the age of 82. The podcast will be available on Audible. So that's Kasem versus Kasem if you're interested in some more radio news. So there you go. Uh, da -da -da -da. Let's talk about some other things going on inside of the world before we get you the hell out of here this morning. Um, let's see. Evander Holyfield was on hand on Friday at Atlanta for the unveiling of his statue outside of the State Farm Arena. The 58-year-old who grew up in Georgia where he boxed at the Atlanta Boys Club, he could eventually go into become the four-time heavyweight boxing champion and take home a bronze medal in 1984 Summer Olympics in Los Angeles. The bronze statue stands about 10 feet tall and weighs about 2,500 pounds. Serena Williams won't be in Tokyo. The tennis star report, uh, told reporters yesterday that she's not on the Olympic list. Williams is the four-time Olympic, Olympic gold medalist. Her most recent top finish came in 2012, where she earned a gold in both singles and in doubles. So there you go. Let's talk about some events that occurred back on this date. Back in 2018, long gunman Jared Ramos shows up on the offices of Capital Gazette's New Year, News Year's in Annapolis, Maryland. He shot and killed five employees. Two others were injured while t um, while trying to escape Ramos's arrest shortly after the shooting began. He has not yet been seen in sentence. So there you go. You know what I was? You know what came up today? I'll, I'll reference this real quick. Nine years ago, 
nine years ago on this date, I was actually on television with a friend of mine hanging out with the owner of, a, of, of what they called at the time TNA Wrestling, and we were on TV. That was nine years ago. I thought it was crazy when that thing popped up this morning. Anyways, let me tell you about some other things that are going on real quick. Uh, let me tell you about some birthdays. Kelly Pickler turns 35. Savage turns 40. Felicia Day, 42. Rob Durdeck, 47. Aileen Queen, 15. Elon Musk turns 50 today. John Cusack, 55. John Elway, 61. Kathy Bates, 73. And Mel Brooks turns 95. Mel Brooks, that's a name I haven't heard for years. If you're looking for some days of the year that you can celebrate today, here's our some. National Logistics Day. National Paul Bunyan Day. National Insurance Awareness Day. National Alaska Day. And International Body Piercing Day. All right, there's something to do if you're looking for something to do there. Anyways, it is 56 minutes past the top of the hour, so let's get you out of here. Matter of fact, before I get you out of here, let me tell you the most important thing I'm going to tell you. And let me tell you about my friends at the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Know that you're not alone. Whether you have struggled with suicide yourself or lost a loved one, know that you're not alone. Hear about personal experiences from people in your local communities whose lives have been impacted by suicide and depression. To find out more information, you can go to AFSP.org. That's AFSP.org or call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Or text the word TALK to 741-741. That's what I got there for that particular portion. Anyways, let's continue talking a little bit more. If you need, let's see, if you need a random joke for today, try this one. It is fine to eat a test grape in the produce section, but only take a bite of the rotisserie chicken. And it's all um all you need to know. That's all you need to know. And then just leave. Yeah, definitely leave. Okay, really don't do that. If you need a phone starter for today, try this one. Who is the most famous person you've ever spotted in your hometown? If you need something for the water cooler, try this one. According to a new study, men are twice as likely as women to do this, but by the time we each by the time we reach our 40s, when are we most likely to do it? What is it? Speed. All joking aside, it's definitely speeding. Okay, so that's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. Thank you for taking a listen to what we have going on this morning on the Rated R Safety Show. Rated R Safety Show is exclusive to RadioBig.fm and SafetyFM.com. Thank you for always being the best part of Safety FM, and that is the listener. Without you, we definitely could not do what we do here. So thank you thank you for taking a listen to the podcast, the radio network, and watching the streaming service, because that's what we got going on. Anyways, if I can leave you with a deep thought for today, I would love to leave you with this one. Make sure you're Worst enemy doesn't live between your two ears. Think about that. The way you think will change a lot of things for you. That's what I got. I know who you are. You know who I am. Love you, mean it, and goodbye. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any 
any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen.